It's good to be together. I know we have some of uh, our sisters, I think, who are at the uh, annual Poconos retreat that's uh, going on this weekend. But uh, Mark missing it. We're glad to have who used to be the McClure, McClure girls. I know none of you have that name anymore because you all got married. You may not know, Margaret's one of five sisters. And... Uh, they get together every year, and this was the time for them to be here in New Jersey, and one had to leave this morning, but welcome. We don't, we don't uh, always aren't able to acknowledge our guests, but your special guests, partly because of you, but because Margaret's so special to us, Margaret and Mark uh, both. We appreciate their leading us in worship for these years, uh, and uh, we're glad. You know, uh, at every stage in life, we're having to try to figure out what's important. And at different stages in life, different things are important. What's important to me now and what was important when I was 15, there are a couple of things that are kind of similar, like breathing and eating. But a lot of things are really, really different. And I'm aware of that every day. Uh you know, when uh, I open up my laptop and my screensaver is a picture of our family, 17 of us, our three children and sp their spouses and the nine grandchildren and all of that. It's from a couple of years ago. The kids are all bigger, but uh, that's cool. Okay, I got computer teacher down here so she can help me maybe. So then when I click and it opens up to, I guess it's MSN or some, some kind of thing that shows you a bunch of news stuff. But it also has a lot of kind of human interest things and some ads, of course. Let me tell you the last few days, the things that have come up. And uh, young people, hang with me because there's going to be a reason I'm telling you this stuff because you won't be able to relate to it. I'll just say that right now. Here's what has come up. In the last two or three days, I've just been writing them down. The overlooked struggles about growing old that no one tells you about. Island homes were affordable until residents started to age. Ten boomer financial tips that are just wrong. Eight mistakes that can sabotage your retirement. Eleven things you should do in retirement. Retired but want to work. Try these ten low-stress jobs for seniors. Okay, I'm not really retired yet, sort of. Okay, how do they know? This is what's scary about the Internet, right? How do they know I'm 75 years old? <laughs> And yeah, thank you. This is where I am in life. I mean, but these are important topics to me now. I will tell you things I didn't notice earlier times in life. Because it is important to figure out, okay, what's essential? What really matters? The Bible answers that question several times in several different ways. I appreciate Mario taught, reminding us where Jesus said, you can know the truth, but he prefaces that. If we really believe, then we, you know, keep his word and know the truth and it'll set us free. As Paul wrote the Christians in Corinth, remember as he talked about uh, 
what it really means to love. Then he said, these three remain. You can name them. What do you say? These three remain what? Faith. Faith, hope, and love. And he says, the greatest of these is love. Okay, these are essential things. And even though it says the greatest of these is love, I want to talk about faith today. Because I think in some respects, faith is a foundation. If I don't have faith, I won't have any hope. And I think if I don't have faith, I'm going to be lacking in love. Because love is often not very natural. And I have to have a foundation of faith that God can change me, can help me love when I don't feel like it or don't even want to, or when somebody is so annoying. A faith that the power of God and his spirit rests in us. Faith. It does matter at every stage in life. And as you think about it, uh, I'm sure you know, if, if you know the New Testament much, that Hebrews chapter 11, we call a great chapter about faith. And I want to remind us again of what we know, that the New Testament was not written in chapters and verses. Man put those in several centuries later, basically for human laziness to make it easier for us to find place things and so forth. But it also makes it challenging because we can not look at the whole context of something. Or we can sort of compartmentalize scriptures that go together, you know. And I'm saying that because this is the great chapter of faith, but it fits in a bigger picture. This letter is called the letter to the Hebrews because it was written to Christians, but from a Jewish background, who are facing a lot of persecutions and a lot of trials. And so the whole point of the letter is basically, don't give up your faith. It's worth it. And he goes through a lot of things. That's why there's all the comparison with the law of Moses, what they had then, and what we have and following Christ and how much superior it is. And that's why there's a lot that may seem a little confusing to us about the old priesthood and a lot of different things. But in the midst of this, he reminds us it's based on faith. Now, it's based on faith in Jesus for us now, faith in God, and that's in chapter 12. But in chapter 11, the first few verses, he says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's a very powerful little definition of what faith means, isn't it? I'm certain of something that I hope for, but I'm certain of it and of certain of what I can't see. He says, this is what the ancients were committed for. And then he begins, and not, we're not going to read the whole chapter, but the first few verses here, as he starts to talk about People whose lives demonstrated faith. And so he says, first of all, though, about God. Verse three, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen 
was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he's dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Verse 8, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. This is an old-fashioned two-point sermon. And we just read them. Faith. What does it mean? It means believing, number one, God exists. And number two, he rewards those who seek him. It's really simple, isn't it? And yet very, very profound. He says, here's what it means to have faith. God exists, and he rewards. Basic things, but uh, they're things I need to be reminded of. God exists. You know, he, he, he says the universe was formed at God's command so that what was, is seen is not made out of what was visible. What a profound statement there. The Bible it was not intended to be a scientific textbook. People try to say, you know, what does all this mean, Genesis 1? What, how did all this happen? A guy named Bishop Usher years ago decided the earth was 6,000 years old and trying to figure out these years, and science seems to indicate that's not quite the case. What does it all mean? We've got some scientists here. What does it mean? I don't know, except God did it. There is, an, there is no answer for any theory about really how it got started or a power behind it. Is there scientists? There are all kinds of, there are all kinds of perspectives about how did all this happen and, and how did the dinosaurs fit in? And, you know, the Bible says the psalm, he spoke and it came to be. In the beginning, God. God exists. That takes faith, but it's not blind, stupid faith. You know, faith. Archie Bunker, famous philosopher. You know, again, some of you have no idea who I'm talking about, but some of you have the smiles. Archie Bunker said, faith is believing something nobody in his right mind would believe. <laughs> I don't think that's true. We believe God exists by faith, but it is not a blind faith of stupidity. Because there, there's, there are plenty of evidences that there's a God. That this just couldn't all have happened with some 
you know, working of some kind of unreal. I don't know. It's just it, that makes no sense to me. When you think about reasons to believe, okay, you're, you're going to have to help us today. Um, God exists. What helps you believe in the existence of God? I think there's so many reasons, and I'm just going to ask you to speak up. What helps you believe in the existence of God? Dr. Laurie is shaking her head. Yes, please. Okay, children. All right. This is a pediatrician speaking. That's true. You want to elaborate it? I mean, what? Just put you on the spot. Being parents, that it's such an amazing blessing that could only come to God. Okay. Yes. I think for me, Donna? it's like, Watching the sunrise and the sunset. Okay, the sunrise and the sunset. And just, okay, let me, let me digress a minute. You know, there are a lot of things I worry about from time to time, I have to admit. I never worry. I hope the sun doesn't, for, I hope the sun doesn't forget to rise in the morning. You know, isn't that the promise God made to Noah? Because there was a little while when it was hard to tell what season it was, right? It was rainy season. And God said, I'm not going to ever do that again. As long as the earth stands, there'll be summer, fall, winter, spring, day and night. I mean, we, we literally set our clocks by that, don't we? The, the, the thing God created. What else? What else do you believe? Yeah, Dave? Taste buds. Taste buds. Absolutely. Coffee. <laughs> Taste buds. I mean, the way we're made, you know... Could God have made us so we could our bodies could be fueled in some other way, I'm sure, or in a way that isn't just so doggone pleasing? It's food, yeah. Marianne? Someone was saying how animals really are in the present, but humans mm -hmm. have the past, they think about the present in the future, and just our brains to reason. Mm. Sure, I mean, I think just the, the difference, the difference between created beings <laughs> the the difference between man is not just the glorified mammal we have the ability to think and reason so many things two or three more sam and then felix and then uh ball yeah yeah i i just think about again you're talking about scientifically mathematically the chances of life occurring like none of us are supposed to be here like um they'll all agree that it's just a series of constants uh the fact that we're in this belt where life can exist and you can't find it anywhere else um and the more you look at it um even einstein is talking about there is an architect because this is not supposed to be possible so if you're a betting person whether life would <laughs> exist or wouldn't exist everybody would say you bet not existing but here's the anomaly and it is us and it's by design it's really Amazing. Okay, awesome. Principal Garrison speaking. Yes. I think Felix? A flawless and transforming power of his word. Okay, yeah. I think the power of his word, and, and honestly, just his books are written just about this, the validity of this, that this is unlike any other book ever written in so many ways. Yeah, Ball? Uh, something out of nothing. Okay, something, yeah, tell me the back thing, something, yes, sir. Like the reason why God exists is us, like, not like, mm. the, the reason that he exists, like a way, 
a way to show that he exists is everything that we have. He okay. All right. Yeah. Just, just, just our sheer existence in the world we live in, Jamie. Oh yeah, I think that. I just think the whole intricacies of creation or nature, yeah. what we can see down to what we can't see, and mm. every all the you know millions of you know different species, seeds, different types. You know, it's just amazing when you think of each thing how complex. Yeah. 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 I think just yes. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. Again, it's just, it's, it's. Why do we love somebody who's unlovable? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's because we're made in the image of God. <laughs> Animals don't do that. Right. Your dog likes you, or he doesn't like you. <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, bro. There you go. I think it's amazing is how baby grows in women's womb. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we. I mean, we talk about the miracle of birth, and I know it happens every day. But can, can is all this stuff just happenstance? Just, I mean, it, okay, I get it. That just makes no sense to me. And you know, uh, okay, it. God does not force us to believe, but boy, He sure gives us plenty of reasons. Plenty of reasons. Mary Lou's dad, some of you know, was a scientist. He had a doctorate in chemistry and spent his years in research and. He just would, you know, everything, he, he did not find it difficult at all to believe in God. <laughs> because as he was uh, uh, in chemistry and research, you just see this, th there's just, just too much that's just accidental. We could go on and on and on. Uh, and, and their whole, you know, lots of books and all of it. It comes back to uh, even the Bible. I mean, the Bible claims that God exists, but then when you look at the Bible, and again, you can try to tear it apart, you can try to discredit it, it's, it still stands. God exists. That's basic. But it's not accepted in our world in the same way it was when I was a kid, frankly. And I do think we need to, faith comes from hearing the word of God, Paul says in Romans but we need to remind ourselves there are plenty of reasons to believe this. Okay, but the second part, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Right. He's not an impersonal God. This is not just a power, a force. If you're a student of history, uh, you'll know that Thomas Jefferson, some of the other men who were key in the founding of the United States, believed in what was called deism. And that's, there's a God, but he's detached. He set things in motion and then just kind of, this is a real simplistic uh, explanation. And if you're a real historian, I'm sorry. But just he sort of set things in motion and step back and then they just go. That's not the God of the Bible, is it? The God of the Bible is intimately involved in our lives and wants to be and sent his son to bring us life, forgiveness, and so forth. But it's this idea that, you know, the, the scripture says he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Okay, there's something in it for you and me. Amen. If God didn't want us to know that, why would he tell us that? <laughs> now, the rewards may not be in the same vain that I would like them to be always. And we'll get to that in a minute. But but 
the rewards may be more long-term, but rewards, you know, I like rewards. I got a credit card I've had for a long time because I think it offers the best rewards you can get. I won't tell you what kind. I'm not paid by them or anything, but but I like those rewards. I like checking the, my points. Like, oh, nice. When we were young, okay, I'm going to date myself again. Anybody remember S&H green stamps? Yeah. Okay. Before the days of the internet and everything on your phone, you'd go to the store and you'd literally get green stamps as rewards, right? And you filled up a book. And then you went to the S&H green stamp store. And when we were young and didn't have any money, we did some Christmas shopping there with the S&H green stamps for other people. It was awesome. Rewards. I don't know what it stands for. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Rewards. Rewards. God says, basically, you seek me, you follow me, and that's inherent. That's what it really means to seek him. And I will take care of you. I will reward you. You know, he goes through here and, and some of these things, he, he talks about Abraham being rewarded with a child in his old age. He talks about Abraham. He talks about his receiving that child back to life when God told him to do something that certainly must have made absolutely no sense whatever in sacrificing his son. And it's interesting because the writer says, Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. You know, when you look at the Bible record, God may have raised somebody from the dead before Abraham and Isaac's story, but it's not written down anywhere. All I'm saying is he says God reasoned. I think God can do that. I've never seen it, never heard of it, but I believe he can. So he was willing to do that, and God rewarded his faith. Now, some of these things were, are, are, are challenging. Boy, you get reading, and then you get over to the end where it talks about people being tortured and people being a lot of things, and like, how is that a reward? Part of this point is the rewards sometimes are more long-term than I might like. Because God sees the big picture. And yet, even in the short term, he gives us the strength to deal with whatever we need to deal with until the long-term rewards comes. But the promise is God rewards us. And we have to hold on to that, that God knows what he's doing when life is uncertain. I will say for Mary Lou and me both, we appreciate so much your prayers for our son, Brian, your concern, your the, all the things that, you know, the, the prayers. So many people tell us, we're praying every day. If, if you're, I guess, our uh, son, Brian, we, boy, we started the year January 1st with his having brain surgery for glioblastoma. And if you know that word, you know, that's the worst kind of brain cancer you can have. And uh, it's, it's stage four, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, we're still here. He's still here. But it's definitely an uncertain, challenging time. He's 52 years old. That's really not very old in, in 
my book. It's my son. Well, many of you know him. He's known all over our fellowship because of his music. And he's been so just overwhelmed by people he doesn't know contacting him on Facebook, all these things. I'm praying for you. Your songs have made such a difference. I appreciate Mark loves his songs. And uh, we, we sing a lot of them here. Okay, it's, I can't tell you it's not a hard time. I can't tell you it's not a, I don't know what the word is, stressful time. And I've said to many of you, I think we feel like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were facing the fiery furnace, we know God can do this. He may or he may not. So we're still going to obey. That's, that's reality. God's reward isn't everything's going to work out the way I want it to. Remember that? What was that movie? Is it where Morgan Freeman is God? Is it? And he just, Bruce all the Bruce Almighty, all the requests come in and he just says yes to all of them because it's overwhelming. And there's just nothing but chaos in the world. God's reward is not yes to everything I think I want, need, ask for. But it's promised. Some of the reward he talks about is, you know, Abraham looking for a heavenly city. That's mentioned in this chapter. And you go on through the Hebrew letter and he just says, you know, don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. He's saying these Christians, it's worth it to hold on to your faith. That's the point of this whole letter. It's worth it. It's worth it. Why? Because faith means we serve the God who is and who rewards. Let's take a minute before we close. What do you think about God's rewards? And again, I think both in this chapter, there's some short-term rewards that I would call some things that really worked out for these people. You know what I mean? And some long-term things when you get to the end of the chapter where they may not have seen the end, but they believed that it would be good. When you think about God's rewards, what comes to mind? Again, Dave, peace, definitely peace. Peace, Paul describes from a prison cell in Philippians with a very uncertain future. There is a peace that transcends understanding. Philippians 4. He says, I have a peace that it's inexplainable, inexplicable, and unexplainable, except because of faith in God. What else? Rewards. Strength. Friends. Strength. I'm sorry. Strength. Strength. Oh, strength. Yes, thank you. It's not you, it's my ears. Strength. The strength. The, you know, the promises that come for strength that we're not going to be tempted more than we can bear. There's a strength. There's a strength there that we can. Marianne, pleasing God, okay. He is our great reward. I mean, just the relationship we have, that all the things that come, yes. Okay, yeah. No, seriously, being able, our, our needs are provided. That's a promise. Yes, way back up, both of you on the back row. Great benefits. Great benefits. Our, yeah. I think he promises that with this word, we can have discernment of right and wrong and Okay. It's kind of back to, again, Mario's verse in John 8. You will know the truth. The truth will set you free. We can know. We can know. We've got a standard to go by. A couple, couple more. Think, yes. I can't say it. Speak up. Wisdom. Yes. Okay. Protection. Protection. Wisdom. Yes. 
I just think about Paul. He said, there's no resurrection of the dead down where. Yeah, the future. I mean, future. Yeah. The resurrection, heaven. Yes, Sandy. A way out. A way out. That's 1 Corinthians 13, 10, 13, right? Temptation. There's a way out. We're not going to have a temptation more than we can bear. You know, the relationships that we have. I mean, the friendships that we have in this room and in in, in God's family. There's so many things. You know, God, okay. On any given day, following Jesus, you know, where he says, deny yourself daily, take up your cross and follow me, Luke 9. That can be challenging because my sinful nature gets in the way. But when you step back and look at the big picture of the days, this is the way to live. <laughs> because of things that we have that God gives us as we are following. So, you know, the Holy Spirit's your reward, right? The Holy Spirit that lives within us. We're going to see a man baptized here in a few minutes, I think. And and the, the spirit that lives within us that help, gives us strength and power and so many things. Okay, where have we been? Essentials. Whatever age we are, we're still trying, we're always trying to ask what really matters, right? What really matters? And I don't mean just the superficial things like retirement and money. I mean, they kind of matter, but you know what I'm saying. What really matters? Paul says faith, hope, and love, they remain. Today we talked about faith. Faith, which I think, again, is, is very fundamental and, and in a lot of respects, I don't know that the Holy Spirit gave Paul that order deliberately, but I don't think the Holy Spirit did things without, <laughs> without some thought about it. Because I do think faith, my hope and my love build on that. So really simply, in Hebrews 11, as he goes through and talks about all those people, he says, okay, here's what faith means. Believing that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And those are things we can hold on to and build our lives on day by day, no matter what's happening around us and our circumstances and the uncertainty of life. And really, life is always uncertain every day, isn't it? We're just more aware of it in some situations than others. Faith. And uh, we're going to sing a song and then uh, about the endless love of God, which is part of all of that picture of God's reward <laughs> and how much he loves us. So uh, we're going to sing. And then I think we have something else special happening as we